views and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Chris Maryland from Mike Broomhead, KTAR. Um, I didn't know, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know who Andrew Tate was until, I think, Wednesday is when I ran across this. I was completely unfamiliar with the guy. And then what I found out is that the internet knew him pretty well, and that he's a total Delta Bravo. This guy is just the the epitome of icky. Likes to go out and instigate, right? And believe me, I'm a provocateur. I'm an instigator. I get it. But there's a difference between instigating maybe as just kind of a, a little pest, like I am, versus instigating just to be a troll. Some people are natural trolls, and some people make a life out of being a total troll. So, Andrew Tate was a former professional kickboxer, and he's become a social media personality. His uh, claim to fame, I guess, is that he's been booted from social media for being a jerk and a giant misogynist. Andrew Tate, born in the U.S., raised in Britain... Known for spreading hate speech, misogyny, and violence. In August, he was banned from both Facebook and Instagram for violating Meta's policies on dangerous organizations and individuals. He's also been banned from posting on YouTube. In 2017, he was suspended from Twitter for saying that women bear responsibility for being sexually assaulted. Oh, thank you. That's my watch talking to me. Uh, This is allegations against disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein were pouring in. So the Me Too movement was going on, and he says, "Um, watch this, I'm going to get him. And he says, it's probably their fault. So he was banned from Twitter, and he was off Twitter until Elon Musk took over Twitter and then started unbanning people, unsuspending people. Hey, everybody back in. I appreciate free speech. Unless unless you're uh, unless you're publishing flight path public information and then I'm going to ban you. So we had this guy who says women bear responsibility for their sexual assaults, but then anybody that reprints FAA uh, public information, they get banned on the Twitter. So the guy likes to instigate, right? He's also somebody that believes he's untouchable. Do you ever meet a person like that? They just, they think they're really something else, and they think that they're untouchable and can do about anything they want. So, imagine that you have uh, someone who's passionate about something, and you got this guy that's just going to, just going to troll him, just for the sake of trolling. Let's suppose that you are uh, somebody who uh, you abhor hunting, for instance, right? Let's say that you don't like killing animals for sport. This is the kind of guy that would park outside your house with animal carcasses uh, strung from the bed of his truck, right? Just, Just to irritate you. That's who Andrew Tate is, okay? So he was doing that sort of thing this week. He started listing off a bunch of cars that he owned, and then he tagged Greta Thunberg, the activist from uh, Scandinavia, I think, right? So he he, uh, he tagged her in this, and he said he was telling her about how he had all these uh, 
these 33 cars and enormous emissions and how great they are and they're very loud. Uh, so he tagged her on it and then, um, why don't you give me your email address and I'll send you a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. And then he attached a picture of himself filling up his Bugatti supercar with, with gas. So he just sent that and tagged Greta Thunberg. Why? Just out of the blue. Just thought he'd do that. All right, whatever. Greta Thunberg responds. Now, normally you don't feed the trolls. But in this case, she kind of took him down. Greta Thunberg responds, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> uh, she won the exchange. He was not happy about it. He, he kept like tweeting like desperate response tweets. Uh, thank you for confirming your email address and that you have a small penis, he said. The world was curious. And then he he replied later, and and I do think you should get a life. Okay. So obviously, no, she got you, dude. You're burned. But he wasn't going to let it go. So he's sitting in a, in a silk robe, and he's smoking a cigar, and he says, I'm obviously a stranger to online controversy. It's not something I often do. And he's kind of, that's snarky. He's being sarcastic. So in this rant, he questioned Thunberg's gender and alleged that she'd been programmed, calling her a slave of the Matrix. He also got pizzas from a Romanian takeaway, a Romanian uh, takeout, delivered to his table, which some believe may have tipped off authorities who were looking for him. Because less than 24 hours after posting the video, in response to getting burned by Greta Thunberg in a fight that he picked, he got arrested by Romanian police for human trafficking. The dude basically doxed himself. As much as Elon Musk has been worried about doxing, and listen, there's been a lot of people around here, some politicians, Arizona politicians that have said, oh, the doxing is a big threat to American people, blah, blah, blah. The doxing, the doxing, the doxing. This guy basically shows his own location. And as a result of that, the Romanian authorities go and arrest him for human trafficking. So, for all of this worry about people's locations on Twitter and everything else, this genius gives away his own location, only to find out that the Romanian organized, uh, anti-organized crime, whatever it is, that they've got, had been watching this guy. So, they get together, they find Andrew Tate, who's a giant Delta Bravo, Nobody's feeling bad because he got burned. He's a huge putz. Uh, he gets arrested for human trafficking along with his brother and a couple of other people. And then he gets perp walked as people start taking photos and attaching that to the Twitter thread with Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg then says, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you love or hate Greta Thunberg. I don't care if you think she's an entitled brat who should be in school and should shut her mouth, or if you think she deserves every peace prize for saving the planet. I don't care what you think of her. It may be because of this exchange that a human trafficker, allegedly, is behind bars. And she burned him not only with the small d energy bit, but at the very end, when this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes, come on, that's classic. 
It's genius. Brilliant. You got to get... She wins. She wins. I'm not a huge fan of hers, but she wins. All right, in just a moment, it's a segment that you've come to love on the Mike Broomhead Show. It's Did You Hear This? That is straight away. Chris Merrill in for Broomhead on KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Chris Maryland from Mike Broomhead, KTAR, and every day at this time, we'll turn things over to our producer, Julia, and Julia's going to play some of the sound from the biggest stories of the day. I will give you my gut reaction. We call it, Did You Hear This? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. After canceling nearly 16,000 flights during the holiday week, Southwest CEO Bob Jordan says lessons have been learned. We'll be looking at and taking care of things like uh, rental cars, hotel rooms, meals, booking uh, customers on other airlines. Uh, so the, that will all be part of what we're covering here as we reimburse our customers and make good on this issue. How can Southwest restore its faith in their customer base? Uh, well, this is a start, uh, and then there's going to be a heavy PR push. Uh, you're going to see a big push about how much they care about their customers. I wouldn't be surprised. Remember when Wells Fargo, you know, big big issue here locally, when Wells Fargo uh, made so many people upset, and there was a, like a billion dollars and a mess, and all of a sudden you started seeing commercials coming out about, hey, we could be better, and we are getting better. I think Southwest is going to start doing that. Uh, I don't know how much more they can incentivize travelers because they already have some some low rates. They already have free baggage, you know, uh, two bags fly free with Southwest. So I don't know how much more they can incentivize people to try their service or to come back to their service, uh, but definitely a PR push. The football world has lost the Brazilian legend Pele. After dominating in Brazil for nearly 15 years, Pele brought his unique brand of soccer artistry to the U.S. Coming out of retirement to play for the New York Cosmos in 1975, becoming an ambassador for the game, helping many Americans fall in love with the sport. How did Pele help to grow the sport of soccer in the United States? Uh, just by being here. I mean, the guy was a legend. Uh, the United States didn't know a whole lot about soccer, but when uh, when the Cosmos brought him to New York, they're all of a sudden able to say, hey, come see it. We've got the biggest soccer. Haven't seen soccer before? Well, not only can you see it here in New York, but we've got the biggest soccer player of all time right here in the Big Apple. I mean, it'd be like if you hadn't heard of, of Babe Ruth and all of a sudden somebody said, listen, you haven't, maybe you haven't heard of this sport. You got to come see this sport, and we have the very best to ever play the game is going to be here, right? You might be like, uh, okay, that sounds interesting. And we're all willing to sample something new, especially if we find out that there's some massive world talent that's going to be there. It piques your interest. And people were interested. And boy, did he deliver. I mean, even as he was getting a little bit older, he was out there delivering for the Cosmos. So it was fun to watch him. And I think people were intrigued and it really grew the sport. I think you can take a look at what the U.S. soccer has done, especially the women's side, over the last few decades. And a lot of that can be attributed back to the growing popularity because of Pele being here in the U.S. We call it, it, did you hear this every day at this time? We'll turn things over to Julia. She's playing sounds from the biggest stories of the day, and then you get my my hot take. Julia. New York representative-elect George Santos is attempting to move on after he admitted he embellished on his resume. 
I think we can all look at ourselves in the mirror and admit that once in our life we made a mistake. I'm having to admit this in national television for the whole country to see, and I have the courage to do so because I believe that in order to move past this and move forward and be an effective member of Congress, I have to face my mistakes, and I'm facing them. Do you think he will get sworn into Congress? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I, I think that uh, a few years ago he would not have, and I think maybe a few years from now he would not have, but we are at a weird place right now in America where we seem to be rewarding politicians and their bad behavior. Uh, and that was pretty evident here in Arizona as well during the primaries, where you had a lot of election deniers that, uh, that made it through the primaries into the general election, only to get to the general election and find out that the... The, the larger populace is not really all that tolerant of it. But when you have one party in control in the House or in the Senate, that party plays by their own rules. And right now, the base supports the bad behavior rules uh, for, for the Republican Party. Uh, that may shift in years to come. We've seen that go in different directions. But right now, it's bad behavior uh, is rewarded. And we've already seen, you know... One of the worst out there, Marjorie Taylor Greene, is coming to this guy's defense. Yeah, I think he's going to get sworn in, and they're going to say, well, he's really trying to change. But, uh, again, a few years back and a few years from now, he he wouldn't have been sworn in. They, or at least uh, the Congress may have uh, may have stripped him of any, any uh, duties. All right, last one. Here we go. Former President Donald Trump is responding to the release of six years' worth of his tax records. In a statement, Trump warned the publication is a dangerous two-way street, saying Democrats, quote, should never have done it and the Supreme Court should never have approved it. Were you surprised that the release of his records was approved? No. No. Uh, I think that the the public interest in in a... in a case like this, uh, outweighs the, the privacy. And we've seen this before. You know, the Nixon tapes really set a precedent for that, where the public interest outweighed the, the president's privacy. And so I'm not super surprised. When Trump starts issuing these warnings, it's a two-way street, look out, because this is going to come back to bite you. Uh, he might be right, but I don't know of anybody that's anybody else that's hiding their tax returns. Uh, so I, I don't know how much that's going to come back to bite them uh, politically. He might be right, though. I mean, we've seen this time and time again where a politician will go after uh, somebody from the other party only for a couple of years later for that party to use that politician's maneuver on the original uh, politician's party. We've seen it time and time again. Trump might be right, uh, but I think we, in the end, end up winning because we get the transparency from the people that we're trusting uh, with leadership. That's Did You Hear This? Chris Merrill in for Mike Broomhead. Uh, Look at news in just a few moments. And I love the sounders. And then uh, this is so 2018. Time to put it behind us. It's next. KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Hey there, Chris Merrill, for Mike Broomhead, KTAR. We'll have the news expansion coming up here at noon. And then, of course, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I don't know. I, As a broadcaster and a journalist, I probably... Golly. Every time I move around, my, my watch thinks I'm talking to it. My apologies. As a broadcaster, I probably should not be in favor of watching other professionals getting sloshed on the air. But there is a big piece of me that loves watching that. Just as a viewer, I just love watching it. 
CNN has been notorious for this for a while, that uh, their, their newscasters on New Year's Eve are stationed around the country, New York, Atlanta, L.A., wherever it might be, and they are ringing in the new year. This is their coverage of the new year. Uh, ABC has had uh, Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve for decades. Ryan Seacrest has taken that over after Dick has passed away. CNN, honestly, CNN is probably the only other network you think of when you think of their New Year's Eve coverage. And I got to say, that's probably because of all the press they get from their anchors getting sloshed on the air. And it's entertaining and it's funny. And Anderson Cooper used to have to just put up with the Kathy Griffith antics and then Andy Cohen has come along, and Andy Cohen gets liquored up on the air and says whatever comes to mind. It is it is truly sort of a, a festivus uh, that we all witness. And there's this little piece of us, maybe it's shade and fraud on our part, there's this little piece of us that's just wondering, are they going to go too far and kiss their careers goodbye? And if so... Man, do I want to be here to watch that? I mean, we're not going to be able to stop it just because it's on TV and they're going to do something silly. We're not going to be able to stop that from happening. We're going to we're just going to witness it in real time. That may stop this year. So CNN has a new CEO, Chris Licht is the guy's name. And he's the one that's made a bunch of changes. If you're not a CNN fan, that's fine. Just know they have a new CEO. The new CEO is trying to change the tone of CNN so it's less um, uh, partisan, I suppose, or let me say less sensational. Uh, He's shuffled some day parts around. He's cut some staff. He's changed uh, headline news to, uh, or HLN, which used to be headline news. He's kind of changed the format on that as well. And he took Don Lemon from nights and put him in the in the mornings, uh, as well as adding a, a couple of other co-anchors in there. Um, anytime somebody changes anything, it's going to be met with criticism. You can't win. Going in as a TV exec, you can't win. Somebody's going to be uh, on your case, especially if you're going in and you're making some big changes. Although this one, he's making some changes that are really disappointing to me because I love watching disasters roll out in real time. (sighs) Evidently, network executives are telling the CNN anchors, rule change, you can't get sloshed on the air. (sighs) Yeah, employees are not going to be permitted to drink alcohol live on air, although... Initially, when this story came out, they said that Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen would be exempt from that rule. Evidently, people really like to see those guys getting drunk. Chris Licht walking those comments back, saying that uh, that's more of a joke. He would prefer no drinking at all on the air. Andy Cohen, for his part, is like, "Mm, yeah, I don't work for you, so I'm just going to do what I want. (laughs) He kind of comes in. he's, he's, He's sort of the face of Bravo. Bravo's a different network altogether. It's not like he has credibility to maintain when you're delivering news. So he just comes in and entertains. And if that means he has a few, he kicks a few back. It kind of fits with some of the the Bravo reality programming, doesn't it? The band comes after years, this from Washington Examiner, the band comes after years of somewhat rowdy on-air experiences from CNN hosts who were apparently inebriated, including one instance in which Don Lemon got his ear pierced on live TV after the New Year's Eve ball dropped at midnight. Another year, CNN host went on a rant about being a grown-ass man who can share my point of view on television, and it freaks people out. 
That was from, uh, oh, Don Lemon did that as well. One network insider uh, saying that Lemon was not pleased about the rule change because he's likely to be assigned to cover New Year's Eve in New Orleans this year. So he's going to be in New Orleans and not able to drink. Uh, Andy Cohen uh, says uh, he's going to party harder than he ever has before on New Year's Eve this year. So he just doesn't. He doesn't care. Oh, I'll be watching. I'm here for it. Ryan Seacrest uh, was asked about CNN's new policy, and he says he applauds CNN for their change. Uh, He says, I don't advocate drinking when one is on the air. I don't know how that started as a tradition, but it's probably a good idea to scale back. Yeah, it is a good idea. And yeah, it's professional. But... It's like when they start implementing rules in football to not hit people so hard. You're kind of like, well, this is what I watch it for. <sighs> TV, uh, uh, let me see. The TV host, uh, Ryan Seacrest, was the target of New Year's Eve uh, revelry last year after Cohen and Anderson took tequila shots during the special. At one point, Cohen dissed Seacrest and his group of, quote, group of losers performing. Uh, Cohen said, I'm sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. Uh, watch what happens live. Uh, is uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Watch what happens live is uh, uh, Andy Cohen's show. Uh, he later said that he regretted that statement about ABC being nothing. Uh, and that he was, he was just stupid and drunk and he was feeling it. That's what he said. It does bring to attention something else. And it, it's sort of a theme I, I touched on the last hour as well. As you're headed into the new year, some people are taking up a dry January. Uh, Probably not a bad idea. And as people attempt dry Januaries, come to find out the health benefits of a dry January last well beyond January 31st uh, because people sort of change their habits. It gets better for them. They go, maybe I shouldn't have a drink every night. Something I discovered uh, late this year is that eh, I probably just shouldn't do that. The... Washington Post reported back in 2018 that the monitoring of the future survey from the University of Michigan, uh, who does they do more than just win football games, uh, it suggested that millennials and Gen Zers are drinking less than what baby boomers and Gen Xers did at their age. How about that? They're calling this sober curious. Okay, well, maybe we can just stop with that sort of nonsense. You know what? It's just that they're drinking less. They're not sober curious. Golly. Another study published in 2018 found that in the UK, the percentage of 16 to 24-year-old non-drinkers increased 29% in 2015 from 18% a decade prior. In other words, one-third of people in the UK, nearly one-third, they just don't drink at all. Good. That's probably just as well. Although I don't have any problem with somebody kicking back every now and again and enjoying things. Uh, especially if it's going to be Andy Cohen on TV. I love watching that mess. The Sober Curious movement is believed to have started in 2018 when there was a book uh, published called Sober Curious. The authors have written bestsellers meant to help readers take a step back from alcohol. This is from Business Insider. Uh, some of those that are sober curious, uh, they say, is a pur- purposefully ambiguous phrase. The movement includes all kinds of gray area drinkers. I see. Anyway, there are suggestions for non-alcoholic beverages and other things that you can have here for the New Year's uh, New Year's uh, Eve celebrations and going into the New Year. Uh, whatever tickles your your fancy, whatever floats your boat, do it. Just be responsible when you do. 
unless you're a TV anchor, then I highly encourage you to be slightly irresponsible because I want to watch it unfold in real time. I'm here for the mayhem. I'm an agent of chaos. I love it. All right, news you can lose is next. Chris Marilyn from Mike Broomhead, KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, uh, last segment here of the Mike Broomhead Show 2022. Uh, Chris Merrill in for Broomhead. He'll be back on Monday. Again, we've got our our, uh, news expansion coming up here at at noon. How about some news you can lose? Stories maybe you forgot about in 2022. As much as we get to the end of the year and we always talk about, oh, it was the year that was, we look back at stories that, oh, this, oh, that was such a big deal. Oh, Russia invading Ukraine was one of the biggest stories of the year. Oh, yes, it was a huge story. Oh, January 6th committee, that was a huge story. Elon Musk buying Twitter, what a big story. What about those stories that we saw, we were intrigued by, and that we immediately forgot? I always love news that we can lose. Do you remember it was in 2022 that we had the big manhunt for the corrections officer and the inmate out of Alabama? Remember, she was married with a family, and she ended up helping this dude get out of prison. And uh, she ended up taking her own life. The dude uh, had to be chased down and then was uh, caught 11 days later, charged with murder in connection with her death. So I don't know if you even remember that. It was a big deal. We were watching. Oh, have they found him yet? Have they? Where'd where'd he go? He's on the loose. Where'd he go? Yeah. Anyway, one of those stories we just kind of forget about, I guess. You remember the story? Now, this one maybe you remember because it wasn't that long. Well, I guess it was. I guess it was back in July. Um, There's a story that, that raised eyebrows and just how crazy San Francisco can be as a couple was fined for parking in their own driveway. Yeah. And there was city code that said you're not basically allowed to park here. Uh, the code doesn't allow you to park in this area. Uh, they had to go back and find a bunch of photos from 1938 to prove that that their driveway had historically been used for parking. And because of that, basically, it was grandfathered in before the code. So they were allowed to continue parking in their own driveway. Just silly. Just crazy. Let me see. There was a huge drug bust in San Diego County. Uh, record-breaking meth drug bust. 5,000 pounds of meth taken from a box truck that had just crossed the border. Uh, in uh, I don't know if that was an Otay or San Ysidro. Uh, huge, huge drug bust. 5,000 pounds of meth loaded into a, a box truck, like, like, into a, like a U-Haul or something? My God, who has the energy to load that much stuff? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember the story? To be honest, I didn't remember this one. Um, Back in July, there was a tourist from the United States who was trying to take a selfie because U.S. tourist and then fell into a volcano. Do you recall that? He was standing on the edge of Mount Vesuvius and fell in. While taking a selfie. Fortunately, only sustained minor injuries. Oops. Uh, let me see. 
There's a few others. Oh, yeah. We had the, you know, we've got Mega Millions is $640 million tonight for the jackpot. It's a big jackpot. We had the, the largest jackpot ever earlier this year. Do you remember? It was uh, Powerball. $2.04 billion. The biggest Powerball drawing ever sold at a, uh, like a, Quickie Mart in uh, in L.A. County, and as far as I know, that person is yet to come forward and collect. I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd be able to sleep. Uh, I, I would just be dreaming of losing the ticket or inadvertently ruining the ticket. It's kind of like one of those, um, what is it? whatever you do, don't drop this. And suddenly you're going to drop whatever it is. It's the same thing with the ticket. Like, whatever you do, don't accidentally burn this with a lighter in your pocket. Right? Okay. Well, that would never happen. Yeah, that would be me with a Powerball ticket. Totally would happen to me. Uh, biggest uh, searches here in 2022. Google searches, that is. Uh, people are searching destination spots, scenic destination spots, plenty of them here, and lots of different uh, uh, mountainous hikes, you go to South Mountain, go, go for a hike, go uh, Camelback, do a little hiking there, and uh, uh, take some nice scenic views. Uh, people search for celebrities and uh, news stories and things like that. The uh, The big question this year makes perfect sense. Um, the biggest question that Google this year is uh, gas prices near me. Yeah, uh, gas prices were so outrageous that we were trying to find the cheapest gas prices near us, and evidently people couldn't remember the phrase gas buddy, so they just Googled gas prices near me. Uh, At-home COVID tests near me was a big search this year. Voting near me and early voting near me, uh, as well as PCR tests near me. Uh, big searches on the Google machine. A lot of people Googling about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That was one of the biggest uh, uh, Googled topics of the year as well. And people doing their own research on various strains of Omicron and the sub-variants, BA5 and some of the other B variants, uh, making the way into the top searches of 2022. And you have to wonder, what are going to be those big searches in 2023? Hopefully you do more searching for great news on KTAR. I highly recommend. Big fan. High credibility. Good people. Broomhead is going to be back on Monday. Looking forward to his return. And I look forward to the next time you and I get a chance to hang out together. In the meantime, be good. Take care of yourself. Don't drink and drive. Celebrate responsibly. All the other advice that your mother would give you, I'm going to give you the same thing. Uh, mostly just uh, thanks. It's been an honor spending time with you. Chris Merrill from Mike Broomhead. Have a very happy New Year. It's KTAR.